Hello, everyone. Welcome to Seek, Go, Create. I am hopeful that you are so blessed as you're listening in on this. Depending on when you're listening, this could be an episode that is around the first of the year. I believe that's when it's scheduled to release on both YouTube and all the podcast channels. Obviously, if you're on one of our socials, getting it behind the scenes might be tail end of the year. But this is going to have a beginning of the year flavor, this episode. And it is not entirely just for that, though. Anytime you listen, don't leave because this is foundational, important stuff. But welcome to Seeko Crate. I'm glad you're here. Uh, it is a extremely breezy day where I am currently at as I'm recording here in the front seat of Theo. And so if you're watching this or if you hear noises, it could be because we've got gusts of 30, 40, 50 mile per hour winds in the background. So if for some reason I blow away, I'm not going to open a window. Um, we'll uh, just stop and kind of go from there. But uh, you know what, man, it's been such a great uh, run that we've had here with Seat Go Create. And we've talked about a lot of things, interviewed a lot of people, but today I am going to go into a topic that for me, over the last few years, we talk a lot about success. We talk a lot about redefining success. We talk about principles and, and things that help us achieve and accomplish. Today, this topic has become what I believe is the foundational principle for success. Now, some people are going to want to argue with that a little bit. That's fine. I'm okay with it. But what we're doing is this episode is going to be releasing as the first episode, a solo episode that I do in January. And then I've got two other foundational principles that I'm going to be talking about in the first episode of February and the first episode of March. All of those are in early 2020. And so if you happen to listen to them in order. I think it'll be helpful. If not, that's fine. But uh, but these kind of go together uh, as the way I'm kind of laying them out and with what I'm doing with them. So and all of that will make a little bit more sense as I go along here. But I, I want to give you kind of the foundation of how this came to be. Uh, many of you might be aware that I've recently written a novel and hopefully some people have been able to check it out and uh, it's releasing soon and you could get the first chapter. But Within that novel, it's more of a fable or an inspirational tale. And, and I, I basically came up with three principles that my main character needed to learn. And so I spent a lot of time on what are three things that are foundational that one needs to know to either be a success or to achieve and accomplish. And let me tell you what's so funny about this is that years ago, old Tim, Tim from the late 80s or even before the 80s into the 90s, probably into the 2000s, if it were the beginning of the year and we were talking about what do we need to do to get started with the year, what are the things that we need to make the year successful and to achieve and, and, and all of those things, I would have said that we're going to do something like we're going to have like a goal setting session and we're just going to stick to our goals, that that's what we need to do as we begin the year and have a great and successful year. And there's nothing wrong with that per se. However, as I have matured and kind of gone through lots of stuff in life, I've just kind of come to the realization that 
it's not quite that simple. It actually might be simple when we talk about the topic here in just a moment, which is what is love is the topic for this session that we're going to be going through. But just kind of hammering out goals and coming up with tactical tasks and things that you need to do, I think you can achieve certain levels of success within the system that I like to call the world system or Babylon or whatever, kind of a spiritual term there. But, but to me, I've just come to realize there's much more to what success means. And again, some people kind of know a little bit of background. We've done very well in businesses. We have lost some businesses, been very in difficult situations financially. And so I've got a unique perspective. Right now, we're blessed beyond anything we could ever imagine, but yet we live and travel in an RV. Our overhead is almost nothing. And so kind of in an interesting position, I guess, to share uh, what I'm going to be sharing here today. So, uh, so in the recent kind of book, I just had to really think about if I wanted to come up with three principles, what would they be? And I'll go ahead and tell you that right out of the gate, number one principle was love. Understanding what love is, being able to show love, being able to exhibit it. And listen, love means lots of things to lots of people. We're about to get to that in just a moment because I asked some questions on our social media channels. I said, what is love? Define it in, I think, 15 words or less. And I got a lot of responses, a lot of really cool responses, a lot of interesting responses. And if you're one that shared, you might be hearing your name and your response called out here in just a moment because to me it shows the full spectrum of how we look at this term that's a short four-letter word called love. But I truly do believe that it is a foundational principle, that everything else comes from it. And before some of you that are uh, you know, followers of Christ and in the faith community, you go, well, you'll say, you're gonna say, hold on a second. I thought that, you know, some degree of faith or your belief system should be foundational. I'll make the case probably next month in the recording that I do, faith is the second foundational principle. I'll make the case that in my opinion, observation, I'm not saying it's all the time, that love and understanding of love needs to come before one begins understanding what faith really is. We'll talk more about that. I'm open to ideas, to thoughts, but that's really the way I'm leaning right now, and it's important for uh, kind of the process I went through. So, so let's jump right in. I asked the question on social media channels a few weeks back. I said, what is love? Define it in 15 words or less or 20 words or less or something like that. And I did that on Facebook and Instagram and a few other of our channels. I think I got most responses from my personal channel on Facebook that probably has the most activity and people that know me and interact with me. So I'm just going to go through a bunch of these. In fact, maybe all of them. I've got a lot of them. And so I'm going to go through them. And then what we'll do after that, I want to talk a little bit about uh, kind of some terms that mean love. And then we're going to wrap up with, with when I wrote this novel, I needed to come up with a definition for love that was not real churchy or spiritual. It also wasn't real Webstery, Webster's Dictionary. It needed to be very conversational and to be able to be explained 
in a simple format, and I'll share that definition at the end so that you'll understand it, or at least you'll, you'll know what it is, and we can talk about that as we wrap up. So let's fire away. Let's listen. Let's list, uh, list out and listen to some of the responses I got on social media. I've got Paul Ibarra here, who's a great coach, podcast, and friend of mine. He says love is authentic homemade tacos. Now, how many people? I don't know what the deal is with tacos. I like tacos. I don't know that I love tacos, but there are some people that have a real love relationship with tacos. The memes out there are hilarious. So if you're one that that is what love means to you, depending on where you're watching this or listening, I'd love to hear the comments say, yes, I'm the taco person also. But anyway, that's a, that's a good one. Now, these are going to bounce around. Some of them you're going to go, well, that's kind of light and fluffy. That's kind of serious. That's kind of scriptural. That's kind of uh, worldly. All of those are fine. There's no right or wrongs here, and that's the way I wanted this to be presented, and that's the way I wanted it to come across. So Paul says, authentic homemade tacos. My buddy Mike Getchell up in uh, Athens, Georgia said, Corinthians says it pretty well, and then he makes a comment here. By the way, that's two biblical references for me. Yes, good reference, Mike, and hope things are going well for you up in Athens, Georgia. And um, and I'm going to get to Corinthians again because someone actually spells it out a little bit later. Kevin Sandlin, who was a guest on uh, the uh, Seek Go Create podcast back in early uh, 2020, I think even pre-pandemic, says love is a decision, a choice not an emotion. I love that. Thanks, Kevin, uh, for sharing that. And then some uh, buddies of mine from Bible school, David and Melda Bartholdi, uh, basically said God, and then reference to scripture, 1 John 4, 8. And here's what that scripture says. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. And that's going to actually lead into some things we talk about later, but I wanted to read something else from that that was a little bit after 1 John 4, 8 that kind of triggered something for me here. I opened it up here before we started. Back in uh, 1 John 4, 11, it says, Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. And the reason that I wanted to bring that up is when I was really thinking about this topic and the foundational success principle, I had a lot of things going through my head. And one of the things I was wanting to do was I wanted the main character in my book to have a transformational uh, something principle that really altered their life in a great way. And so to me, that, that, that love was foundational. And I'll go ahead and tell you, the main character was successful in business and then not. And they needed something that was going to really change them. That's why that love was important. And I love this that uh, David and Melda brought up is that that first John 4, 8 is important that we understand the relationship with God and love, that God is love, which means love is God also, if we use that, uh, that thinking. But then also let's relate it to how we interact with other people. If God so loved us... We also ought to love one another. And that's something that's been rolling around in me so much over the last few years as we've gone into uh, political and social and, uh, you know, pandemic and conflict and all of those areas with people. And I have struggled myself with people that may not think, believe the way I do. 
not treating them with that love. So anyway, a little bit of looking at myself here. <laughs> Kelly, Kelly Goins Buffer, an old friend from like, long, we grew up in the same neighborhood. This is how she defines love. Your husband eating only the crunchy fries because he knows you like the flimsy ones. I love that, Kelly, that it's almost an action that shows you that your husband has love for you. So that's really cool. Rob Decker says, to die to self and to unselfishly live for others. That's pretty strong, especially coming off the one with the crunchy fries and the squiggly fries that, uh, that Kelly mentioned. But you know, it's interesting, you combine those two and they really do go together. To unselfishly live for others is what Kelly's husband did by eating the crunchy fries, which left the other fries for Kelly. That's cool how that worked together. Jody, Jody Howe, one of my podcasting buddies. Love is patient, love is kind, love does not boast. That's from Corinthians. We'll talk about that in just a moment. Lisa Lee, Lisa Lee Lorn, I hope I pronounced that right. Agape love is what Jesus did for us. I actually think she put two responses in. I'll see it later here. Tim Hitson says to lay down your life for your friends, to lay down your life for your friends. It kind of goes back to one of the things we heard earlier from Kelly, which is nice. Um, my wife's sister, Vicki Freeman Petty. Vicki, good, uh, good to hear from you. And also, we're going to be seeing you all together down in southern Utah soon. Looking forward to that. Being the best of friends and unconditional love. 49 years of marriage. Congratulations to that. Her and, her and George have been married for 49 years. That's cool. And then another podcasting buddy, just to keep it light here. Jerry Dugan says... A night at the Roxbury. Wait, no. And I must admit, when I actually asked the question, what is love? I did kind of have this, what is love? Don't hurt me. I probably shouldn't sing here. But, uh, and I saw Will Ferrell and them shaking and bobbing their heads. So it kind of shows that we could be serious and we could always also have fun. Thank you, Jerry, for lightening us up here. Sharon McKenzie. Um, man, great to hear from you, Sharon as putting that person first before yourself, feeling deep anguish and physical pain when the person you love is hurting. It is a deep-rooted feeling from within that radiates out what you feel about that person. Feelings of wanting to protect that person no matter what links it takes, and then dot, 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 whoops, I failed, too many words. So she didn't quite get the 15 words or less, but great stuff there. Thank you. Thank you, Sharon. Dallas Morgan, long time connection from way back. Uh, good to hear from you, Dallas. When I tell my kids I love them, I ask, do you know what that means? It means I want what is best for you, even if when you don't want it for yourself. Great definition, Dallas. And then he puts in parentheses, and even when sometimes they disagree with what is best for them. One of the things that's so powerful about that, Dallas, is that sometimes, I know for me, I was pretty darn selfish when I was single. When I got married, I was a little bit less, less selfish, I hope. But when things really begin to crack with my exterior and around my heart and just with more compassion and love was when we had children because I looked at things in a totally different way when I knew that there was something, someone that was totally dependent 
upon me. And so Dallas, great response there with relating love to how we interact with our children. Jamie Chapman, man, haven't seen or heard from Jamie in a long time. Every emotion with a companion that you would die for. He goes, and I know I ended it with a preposition, language over grammar. He said, he gave me a real serious response and then kind of put some humor there. Absolutely. Uh, all the emotions that play into it. I think that's one of the reasons that some of us struggle with this word love. Typically, I wouldn't consider myself very emotional. I think as I've aged, I've gotten a little more emotional and probably shed more tears and seen things go on with parents and siblings and children and people that we interact with and probably have gotten more emotion. So thanks for bringing, Jamie, thanks for bringing emotion into the equation here. Shay Watson, good buddy, uh, minister of the gospel, uh, doing great things. He and his wife, Michelle. Simple answer. When I ask, what is love? Shay said, God. And that goes back to the verses in 1 John 4 that we talked about earlier. God is love. Therefore, I believe we can flip it and say, love is God. Good response there. Janelle Wood, unconditional grace and mercy. Thank you for that, Janelle. Every time I interact with you, I actually see that grace and mercy coming from you. You've got such a heart for all the things that you do in ministry and podcasting. Joe Weeks, an old buddy from Bible school, says, God is love. We keep seeing that. Herman Hudson, uh, good to hear from you, Herman. A choice, not a feeling. And uh, I like that. It's kind of, it kind of leaves it to where it's not just open to this something that comes over us. It is a choice we make. And I like that. It actually feeds into what I wrote about love in the novel because it's not something that just comes on us or we've either got it or we don't. It's an act. It's something that we actually can do and put action to. That's important. We'll talk about that later. Uh, let's see. Oh, almost missed. Tammy Streeter McDonald. Oftentimes it's a decision, not a feeling. That fits in real well with her, what Herman just said. James Early, my good friend here, to include and accept and be conscious of being included and accepted. James is one that really stretches me when I show the love and compassion that he has for others because many times I could come across pretty strong and James just has a nice softness to him that, uh, that I appreciate. Kevin Brownlee, another buddy that I've bumped into and out in RV world and look forward to seeing him again soon. Love is something you do. Love is something you do. And that's good. Oh, here's one from my wife, Glory. And she says, Graces and mer grace and mercy unconditional is how she defines love. Tanya House, agape is to see a person in the spirit, not in the flesh. We'll talk more about that spirit and flesh in just a moment. Stephen McClellan says, love does not measure. It just gives. And that's a quote that he gives from Mother Teresa. And now I'll repeat that. Love does not measure. It just gives. And it also, I'm going to add, it gives without any expectation of receiving something in return. Larry Rhodes, thanks for responding, Larry, simply says Jesus. And that's his response to what is love. And then Mark Salazen, good buddy of mine, he and I have been uh, hopefully... Uh, gently going back and forth with some uh, differing views that we have about certain things going on in the world. 
uh, on Facebook, but he says, Corinthians 13, four through seven, and I wanted to take the opportunity here to read this because this, if you've ever been to a wedding, almost said funeral, that would have been a bad slip up. If you've ever been to a wedding, in all likelihood you have heard, have heard 1 Corinthians 13, four through seven. What's interesting about it is that they use this even in non-Christian or non-spiritual settings because it's such a good description of what love is. And remember, we've said God is love, love is God. And then Paul, in this, in this letter to the Corinthians, really goes into a description of, of, of how we can know something is love by the way it manifests and the way it looks. So thanks for bringing it up, Mark. I'm going to actually take the time here to read it. It was referenced in, in some other places here. But he says, I'm going to go to 13.3 and start there. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but I have not love, it profits me nothing. That kind of goes back to that, that I said earlier, that if that I believe that love is a foundational principle. I believe that Paul is basically saying all these other things profit me nothing if I do not have love. And then he goes into his definition. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up. It does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. And then finally in eight, verse eight, I'll just read the first three words here, love never fails. And so thanks for bringing that up, Mark. Some other people did also. That is a great definition. That is not the definition that I use later when we get to what I used when I was doing the writing, but I use that as a foundation. I think you'll see that. So thank you for that, uh, that mark. Mary Soulsby, good friend Mary, we had uh, lunch not too long ago with her and Tom, simply says as a definition of love, he died for us. He died for us. I know speaking of Christ dying for us, going to the cross, dying, being resurrected so that then we can be reconnected with our creator, our father, God. Doug Marler says, giving of one's resources so others may benefit, no strings. I'm sure no strings attached to it. That's good, Doug. I like that. Thank you. Ooh, an old friend from way back, Wanda Reagan Norman. Thank you, Wanda, for chiming in here. Selfless unconditional through happy, sad, sickness, health, and Christ-centered. Great, great definition of love there, Wanda. Thank you. Jackie Vadney, an old neighbor of ours, for God so loved the world, he gave his son from John 3.16 there. God so loved the world, he gave his son. And we can go back to the conversations about parenting. We know Abraham had to do this. No, yeah, Abraham had to do this um, in, uh, in the Old Testament, and then we saw God do it in the New Testament with his son. And to the thought of sacrificing a child is probably beyond the scope that any of us have, but not to get into it here, but that is what God did for us, and that shows the type of love that he has for us. So thank you, Jackie, for bringing that up. 
Uh, Moni, Monica Hardy, uh, just moved to Arkansas. Self-sacrificing surrender for a friend. Self-sacrificing surrender for a friend. That's excellent. Thank you. Neil Matthews out in Oregon. As you wish. I don't know what Neil meant by that. As you wish. Neil, Neil and I kind of bounced back and forth, so I don't know if he was messing with me there. But uh, that actually is probably what he was using for a definition. So thank you, Neil. As you wish. Leanne Byers Mancini. Thanks, Leanne, for chiming in. Agape love is God and is from God. I'll mention agape in just a moment with some definitions. Felicity Stein. Endurance and patience, just like life. Endurance and patience, just like life. Bree Cole says, putting someone's feelings or needs over your own thinking of others higher than you think of yourself there's that sacrifice there and then here it is again mark mccord tacos we started with tacos from paul at the beginning and we've got tacos again so uh, we're getting into a little bit more tangential definitions here and then my wife i think she did this one over on instagram says love is a baked sweet potato and that was a quote from zig ziglar when he taught and talked about love. He talked about his wife, the redhead, and to him when he was out and about and he came in late and dinner was being prepared by his wife, he said love to him was a baked sweet potato because he loved baked sweet potatoes and he knew that his wife did not. Thank you, Glory, for bringing that one up. I think with him. With Zig sharing that, it really does say a lot about love. It reminds me of Kelly's answer earlier about the uh, French fries. And then Lee Salazen, who is attached to Mark, that uh, brought up something earlier, says love is unconditional. Lots of hugs and communication. Lots of hugs and communication. Thanks, Lee. That's the first time we've gotten hugs and communication in this definition, so that's good. And then Brian Levine then we've got his wife, Sherry, right after this. Brian says, God's grace and forgiveness. And then Sherry says, love is unconditional, selfless, forgiving, inspiring, fulfilling, and free to give. Excellent, Sherry. Thank you for that. Thank you, Brian and Sherry, for, uh, for chiming in there. And then Janelle actually had another one. This one must have been one from, uh, from Instagram. Just simply says, God. And then uh, the handle, God in the Ordinary Podcast, on Instagram, defines love as unrelenting pursuit by a perfect heavenly father. And I believe we got more comments, responses. Thank you all for bringing those up. To me, it's helpful. I kind of use the term, I'm crowdsourcing this definition of what is love and also kind of crowdsourcing really this podcast episode by getting all of these people to kind of help with it. But I love doing that because just me sitting here saying this is what love is just didn't seem right it didn't seem very loving and so i really enjoyed pulling in a lot of other responses no right or wrong answers but thank you all for doing that now i want to kind of keep moving along and mention a few things they came up earlier there's kind of some greek um i, I guess from the early christian uh, circles of descriptions of love, but they, I think they're originally root Greek words, and they're words like um, epithumia is like legitimate physical desire, which kind of has to do with lust and other things like that. Eros, which is romantic or sexual love, and a lot of people that 
feeds into what they believe that love is. There's storage, I hope I'm pronouncing these right, which is affection or belonging as shared by family members. There's philia, which is friendship and companionship, a love of openness that is occupied with common interest. And then finally, there is what we heard earlier in some of the other definitions, which is agape love, which is scriptural. We see that in the Bible. Not all of those others we see in biblical reference, but agape we definitely do. And I found this definition. I, oh, I hope I, I don't know that I gave proper credit, but I did do some snooping around and found a willful choice to put another's interest above one's own. And I think it's that agape that we really heard a theme of throughout all the definitions that we heard uh, earlier when I was reading through the, um, the responses that we got from folks. So anyway, those are all of these definitions that kind of came together. And a lot of these I got after I wrote what I'm about to share with you. But there was just a lot of thought, a lot of situations that we were going through in our lives, a lot of, a lot of things that were happening that I wanted to put in writing, kind of something that the main character in my novel could repeat. It would help him learn what love is. And I think he was someone who uh, had a deficit of knowing and understanding love and showing love. And so that's kind of the, the catalyst for what I put together here. So you kind of have to understand it in context a little bit. But the more I've looked at it, and it's the reason we're kind of doing a podcast on it here, I believe that it could have some value. So let me, let me kind of read this, and then we'll wrap up. And then I'll look forward to, in some of the comments that these are posted on, on YouTube and social channels and also the podcast networks, I'll look forward to hearing what you have to say about what love is. So, so anyway, uh, just a slight additional background. Uh, my main character in the book is going through quite a crisis in life. I won't go through the details here, but let's just say quite a crisis and is pretty broken and gets to a place where he needs to make some changes. And there's a mysterious character that comes into his life that almost serves as a coach. That's one of the reasons why the title is Coach. Uh, and it's a story of success redefined. And so this coach comes into his life and basically says there are three things that you need to learn. And one of those is right here, love. And he gives him a card and this is what's written on the card. And it's called the act of love. Love is unearned, unconditional compassion and understanding for all people. It is not just a feeling or emotion. It is patient, kind, and honoring to others. Love is an action. It is something that one does. We are commanded to love God and love others as we love ourselves. So that's the definition that he's given. There's also some, uh, some items that he's told to confess and say out loud, I'm going to go ahead and share what those are right here. And, uh, and I think it'll kind of feed into what we talked about with the, uh, with the definition. So, so the definition is there. And then this is the confession that goes with it. I will show love. I will seek opportunities to honor those around me. I have not earned the love is that the love that is shown to me. Therefore, I will not expect others to earn love from me. I will not judge. 
I will be quick to forgive. I will be a person of compassion and understanding. My thoughts, words, and actions will be evidence of the love that flows through me at all times. I will show love. Now, I just want us to think about this as we wrap up here. What would the world look like? And listen, I'm not saying we could ever reach perfection. I'm not saying that we could all get this right. But what would the world look like if we had a small percentage, a reasonable amount, a large percentage, all of the people repeating, I will show love on a regular, if not daily, if not hourly basis. That is really the transformation that the character that I wrote about has to go through. And during that process, I recognized that I was going through that also. And listen, I know a lot of you listening in, you, you do this, you've got this down, but I would think most of us would agree we can all do better. All we have to do is look around society, culture, businesses, organizations, governments, even within our churches and the organizations that should show love. Unfortunately, sometimes they, they fail in this area too. And so, wow, what a cool place it would be. So as you, depending on when you're listening to this, as you begin the year or begin a process of redefining success or making adjustments, changes, make love a foundational principle. Use some of the definitions you've heard. If it's, if it's tacos or unconditional love and compassion, whatever the definition is, it's my desire that it transforms and begins taking over and begins coming, becoming contagious, much more contagious than viruses and other things like that, that this mindset, this attitude really does infect and take over as many people in the world as it possibly can. Now, again, as I said earlier, I, uh, I just came up with this. I pulled together a lot of things. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what you think love is. And so respond. If you go to the website, seekgocreate.com, you could go to this episode and comment there. You could do it on all our socials, Seek Go Create. We're Seek Go Create on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. I think we're somewhere else. Yeah, I think we're on, uh, uh, on TikTok also. So, uh, and then also if you're watching this on YouTube, you can definitely do it there. I'd love to hear from you because I think the more we discuss this, the more we press each other, the more we hold each other accountable, the more we talk about this, then the more it's going to be shared in the world. So anyway, listen, get ready. For those of you that are listening to this in early part of 2022, I believe that in many ways it's going to be a challenging time, but it is going to be such a cool and blessed time for so many of us. I appreciate you listening. Thank you for being a part of what we're doing at Seek Go Create. And, uh, and again, we've got new episodes that drop every Monday. We, uh, we're interviewing people. We're doing solo episodes like this. We're trying to do as much as we can to just share the message. Just thank you, thank you. Until next time, continue being all that you were created to be. Mm-hmm.